JSM podcast where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with Lord and with each other. Um, we are continuing our series on Christianese, um, just talking about the different verses and statements that um, people often use when we're walking through stuff that can actually um, end up being more hurtful than they are helpful. Um, I'm Joanna. I'm here with Cassandra, and she's our our executive director and the heart. I don't know. My name's on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're excited um, to continue our series. We've been kind of in Philippians 4, actually, because there are a lot of verses right here in this um, section that are often used um, pretty consistently um, with people. And so it's it's just easier to just couple them all together. Um, so we probably have another probably this week and one more week in this section, and then we'll be moving on to um, other statements and other verses that people use. But today we're going to start with um, looking at, so continue with Philippians 4. Um, so I encourage you, if you've missed the last couple of weeks, um, go back and listen of just the verses that we focused on, the things that we've looked at. And so this week we're going to be in Philippians 4. We're going to be reading out the New Living Translation, um, starting with verse 6. Um, and so today we're going to look at verse 6 and 7, because um, these are kind of two that are used um, very frequently. So let's start with those. Um, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so, um, so often when, you know, when a person's working, walking through something or struggling with anxiety, um, or in a difficult season, um, very frequently will people throw out, oh, don't worry, just pray about it. And, and so today we kind of want to unpack like, okay, what does it look like in a healthy way? Because obviously, I mean, we all know that worry is not good or, or productive, um, for any of us. Um, but at the same time, it's, 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 I don't know. Um, it's finding that space of like, okay, what does look healthy as a Christian? Right. Um, because when we don't look at the things that we're going through and we don't acknowledge when we're walking through difficult seasons, the avoidance can actually, um, create a lot of harm and a lot of struggle, um, for us. And it can, and it can eventually, and I can tell you this just in being a counselor that when we avoid consistently different seasons and things like that, instead of processing through them, um, with the Lord and with other people, all of those things start to catch up with us and, they do. and we kind of hit a wall, um, and so it's important for us to acknowledge um, the things that we are walking through and the spaces that we are in. But first, I kind of want to dive into when scripture says, do not worry, why it says that. Because I think that's important for us to understand um, what it is, um, what it is that it kind of creates... Um, just inside of us, um, when we go into the space of sitting in a space consistently of worry. And so what we understand scientifically and what we understand like as a whole 
being in a space of worry creates a lot of undue stress on the body. So of course we see often throughout scripture where Jesus says, do not worry. And he encourages not to worry. We see Paul talk about it and things like that. And so I know many of us are like, why does it say these things? You know, life is difficult. Life is hard. Things do happen. Um, and so it's important for us to realize that it's, it's important for us to kind of look face to face with the things that are bothering us with the goal to move into a space where we're no longer consumed by them. And so that's why this verse, there is much truth in it, but it's used in such a way that when say we are coming to somebody um, to share with them about our experience or the things we're walking through, and then they just throw this verse at us, it feels very dismissive when in a moment, what we're looking for is connection or a, you know, just somebody as support or things like that. But we're given this verse and we receive no connection and we receive no care or concern. And so this verse is often used in a very dismissive way. Um, when somebody's walking through something, instead of sitting with them and being like, hey, let's talk about this, let's connect in this. And the importance of bringing things when we're going through things to the Lord, which we've been experiencing as we've been going through the Psalm study, because you see David consistently coming to God with the things um, that he's experiencing and the things that he's going through. And he's connecting with the Lord in that space and working through things with God when he is consumed with worry, he is consumed with things and he's having conversations with the Lord. And so, so now we go into, okay, what's healthy? Well, let's say I'm walking through a difficult season. It is important for me to have a conversation with those that are close to me, to let them know about the things that I'm experiencing. It is important for me to come to God in prayer and have a conversation with the Lord about the things that I'm going through. Because if I do not do those things, these things can become consuming. They can start to take a toll on me where the worry and the stress becomes where it starts to affect us physically. And that can be, it starts to create, I mean, down to upset stomach, tension in the shoulders and the back. Um, and it starts to take a huge toll on us. And so that's why even the Lord encourages us not to worry because he knows that when we sit in this space, it becomes consuming force. But also when we do not acknowledge the things that are happening in our lives, they become consuming force. And so it's important for us to sit down with somebody if we feel comfortable and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through, um, to just kind of release outwardly, to process outwardly so things don't get stuffed inwardly. And then it's important for us to receive God's perspective as we're walking through things and to connect with him and to hear from him and to take in, you know, what it is that God is saying about our circumstance. Um, so then that way we can move into the space where the other part of the verse that talks about the peace um, that God brings when we do that, when we connect with him in the space um, that we find ourselves in. So I'm going to give you a chance to, <laughs> to say something. Um, well, I say this a lot, but but there is a balance. Right. With, um, I don't know if you want to call it worry or concern. Uh, I've heard a lot of Christians say, I'm not worried, I'm concerned, which, okay, we can we can say that, but uh, <laughs> that means we're worrying about something. But there there is balance. Uh, we if we never got concerned or we never worried, we would be very detached from life. Yes, and very avoidant. Which yes, 
which is dangerous as well. And, and I don't think we talk about that enough that, um, because sometimes these verses create very avoidant, detached people. Um, and I would like to always, I love to always point out because when people are like, well, isn't that, and I'm like, no, Jesus was always with people in their moments and was, um, connecting with them as they were walking through stuff and hearing their hearts and things like that. He was not detached. No. Um, you look at the, the Old Testament, God was not detached. He was very present and near to the the prayers and the cries of, of his people, which is us, and very present in the moments in the conversation. And you see it in, in his times with David. And so so now I want to kind of go into, okay, so when people are like, okay, I go and pray, but I don't feel any peace. And I think one of the big things that sometimes we have to realize we're coming to God with our agenda, like how we want him to answer it, how we want things done, how, what our plan is, what, what we're instead of coming with having an open conversation with God about, let's say, you know, we see somebody walking through a hard time and we want God to just like remove it, you know? And sometimes I feel like the Lord's like, that's not the plan right now. Like it isn't just to remove it. Cause I think about, we think about our children, if we save them from every difficulty that they're going through in life, they never grow in character. They never grow in, um, in their ability to withstand things. They right. become very weak. And so sometimes I believe God doesn't just save us from things because he's like, no, there's something else that I'm doing in this that you don't see. Um, but don't get me wrong. Uh, the broken life that we walk, was not God's intention for us either. He did not intend for us to, you know, when he created us to broke, you know, to walk in this broken, sinful world, because a lot of times I think people get it wrong too. They're, you know, God, God's punishing you or God wants this for you. God, and I'm like, no, no it's not that either. I, and I think more from the mindset of a healthy parent, I think you can understand the space in which God holds often in our lives because he is a healthy father. He is not enabling. He's not controlling. Um, he's about us having a healthy relationship with him, with other people. And so as a parent, there's a lot of times our kids aren't drowning. They're not dying and they're growing in character and strength. And so you know that if you were to come rescue them in that moment, it wouldn't be the best. But now if they're drowning and, you know, you no longer, I say, see the bubbles in the water, then you dive in and you save them, you know, um, and sometimes we have to realize when a person comes to us seeking connection, we might be the one that God's like, I want you to dive in the water. I want you to be there with them. I want you to pull them back up. And then we throw this verse, you know, we just throw it mm, out there instead good. of yeah. being the one that maybe God's like, no, I want you to sit with them while they cry and hold them. Or I want you to sit there and be the one to listen sometimes. But then sometimes that's not what we're supposed to do. And that's where I think, the connection with God is really important um, for us to know the moments to dive in the water, the moments to just be there with somebody, the moment like what it is that we're supposed to do. Because sometimes I believe God is sending people into our lives and we are supposed to be the Jesus with skin on in those moments of creating that connection and being there with somebody instead of just throwing a verse at them and being avoidant or detached from them and not really walking with them with whatever they're walking through. Or sometimes there's those that like to try and save everybody from everything. And I don't think a lot of times that's what we're supposed to do, but that comes from 
us having a healthy core and mindset and consistent relationship with the Lord. So now we go back to, well, I go and pray for all these things. I don't have any peace. Well, because sometimes we're not willing to relinquish our way. Right. We're praying for the wrong things. Yeah. We're wanting our will, our goal, our things to be accomplished and to to be played out. And so we're like, well, I don't find peace. And God's like, well, yeah, because you want your plan. You're coming with your plan instead of coming to have a conversation. And you're coming with your way instead of seeking mine. And that's why you don't have peace. Um, and then don't get me wrong. Sometimes we're not in that place. And we've been talking about this a lot as we've been going through stuff because our relationship with God our trust isn't at that level yet. And sometimes we have to realize that like, oh, I don't really trust God. I don't really trust. I don't trust his design. I don't trust things. I don't trust the process. I don't, I don't have trust. And that's why we struggle with finding peace. And so as we grow, key grow in relationship with God, we're able to find more peace in different circumstances and through different things as we grow in our relationship and our connection with him, then we're able to move into this space. So I know for me um, personally, um, sometimes I even have to check myself, you know, am I being consumed with worry about this? Yes, I am because I'm wanting this outcome or this thing or that thing. And I'm worried I'm not going to get it how I want it and how I think it should look instead of me coming. And it makes me think of, cause I think for many of us, it's our children that really apply when it comes to this verse too, of like, I want all these things, you know, and I want it to look like this and I want it to look like that. I want it to be like this and I want this plan and I want that plan. And I, you know, and God's like, Whoa, hold on. Yeah. Do you think that's, what if that's not best? No, it has to be best. I mean, my plan is best. You right. know, like what I think should happen is best. And I'm, I'm 10 years old, but I want to drive to town today. Right. You know, I want to drive to town today. That's not best. <laughs> right. And we don't, and we don't realize that. And, and so, and that's where I think so much of this is about us working out our process with God and learning and understanding what healthy relationship is, what healthy boundaries, what healthy looks like. Because I know for me, the more I've begun to understand that, I see how healthy God is. And then the more I've understand spiritual warfare and the more I've understand different places, I, I find now I have more peace and I don't come in worry and I don't come consumed. And, and my conversations with God, just like, I mean, think about your children. The conversation with the five-year-old is way different. Well, it depends. Than it is with the 30-year-old. Some people don't make it past five. They might be 30, but they're still five. Um, but, but as I've grown and as I've come to understand his ways, my conversations have grown. Sure. And many of us need to look at our spiritual walk in the same light that our goal should be to be in a space where we're not consumed with worry and understanding sometimes why we are or why we can't move past certain moments and to go deeper, like to be like, why don't I trust God with this? Or why don't, and, and a lot of times it's bad theology, which is deeper spiritual understanding about who God is in life. And that's why we can't find peace because some of the things we've been taught at our core are not healthy, are not true, are not right. And so that's why there's a struggle inside. And so that's where a good 
counselor, a good person who has a lot of wisdom can be helpful as we work through things of figuring out like, okay, this verse says this, but I'm not experiencing this. Like why, what, what inside of me is, is going on that prevents me from being able to move into this space. Mm -hmm. And so that's where somebody with wisdom and things like that can be helpful to process through things with, or, or, or asking God saying, okay, you say these things that I'm supposed to experience this peace and all this stuff. And I'm not, and I don't understand why. And the big thing I've always encouraged people is when you throw out a question to the Lord, believe that he's in the process of answering it. And so he might need to reveal to us, and that might be a process of some conversations of understanding why we can't move into that space. But knowing that God's heart is for us to not be in a space of worry. God's heart is for us to be in a space where we're connecting with them. God's heart is for us to be in a space where we're experiencing his peace as we walk through life. And that is his intention. And Paul's writing this letter, you know, we go back to, he's closing up this letter that he's writing and he's providing direction and encouragement, you know, to them. Um, and that there's a time and place for that, you know, to throw out this verse, because I think sometimes this verse is needed. You know, sometimes we need this reminder, but we also have to make sure our motive and the intention of our heart when we do this with somebody is not to be avoided in our heart where we're I'm not, not sure we're, um, where we're not connecting. I love it when Siri intervenes. She doesn't um, understand either. No, she doesn't. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people don't. Um, the struggle is real and it is there. Um, and so moving, you know, moving into a space. And so I love that things are not that simple, um, that (laughs) a lot of times things are kind of complex and I'm thankful for that because I think in life, I know for me, a lot of these verses have been used at different times and they brought on actually great discouragement and, um, and I found myself has actually made it worse because then I feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Or why can't I measure up? Or why can't I achieve this space? Or, you know, and all of these things. And then I find myself just already still stuck in whatever I'm in now consumed with guilt and shame and inadequacy on top of it. And, and even more stuck than I was even before. And, and that's why our heart and taking these apart is so people don't find themselves in that space. So they can begin to understand why would Paul say this? Or why would Jesus say this? Or why would these things be said? Because I can't attain it. So what's wrong with me? Do I not trust God enough? Do I not love God enough? Do I, you know, and all these things. And then that, you start to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and it just starts this, you know, I say the vortex, the spiral into just darkness. And we find ourselves sometimes even further away than we were before. And so I think, you know, it's good for us. Let's say we are in the space where we are further along. Sit down and listen to somebody. If you if you ask them, say, why can't you find peace? Like, what about this causes you worry? Or what about God causes you worry? Like, where in your core is there a struggle? Maybe you need to go deeper into your life to figure out, you know, why. And then there's also very real seasons where sometimes we are up against things that are pretty intense. Um, that, you know, you have a child that's sick or you've just lost your job or things like that, that you might kind of be in a space where it it is uneasy and it there is kind of a struggle and somebody throws this at you and it's like, yeah, I know all of that, but today it's hard. And sometimes we need a moment to... Um, 
because life is hitting us really difficult to just kind of sit in it and process it and, and cry and grieve or go whatever we need to as we're walking through something, but also to be careful because the enemy wants to pull us into a dark hole where we are consumed and we feel no peace. And like we talked about before, we feel no joy and we're in this darker, darker space. And so um, that's why none of this has simple answers, um, because I think in times when people are walking through those super difficult seasons, that it's our job to come alongside people to pray, you know, on their behalf, to pray these verses over them, to not say them out loud, but to pray that they would be able to experience that peace, that they would not be consumed with worry, that they would feel that openness to connect with God, that we would pray off any type of oppression or depression from consuming somebody. So don't negate there's seasons of sadness, but the goal is to not be consumed by the darkness um, that can come in and overtake. And that's where our connection with other people and with the Lord is really important. So we do not find ourselves consumed. Um, and that's where as the body of Christ, it's important for us to maintain that connection. I picture just having that handout for a person to hold on to um, when there's times that, you know, they can't just be pulled out of the water because of what they're walking through is so much more difficult and that we have to be in that space of, you know what, I'm here, know that my hand is out for you to hold on to, you know, and I know that you have to swim. I know that you have to go through this, but I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to make sure you're not drowning. I'm going to make sure the darkness doesn't consume you and holding that space for people. Um, when we know that there's times we cannot just save them from whatever it is that they're going through, but we can have our hand out and we can be there. And so I hope that kind of gives people an idea of like, okay, what is healthy, Joanna? What are the things we do? And to kind of give a, vis a visual to understand the position that we can hold um, of being there for somebody. Um, and then don't get me wrong. There are times I do use these verses with people but also people know that I'm not going to say something dismissively. I'll say something as like, this is God's design. This is God's heart. And I'm here. And they feel the connection. They feel the love. And then the reminder is more received of like, you know, you're right. I, I have lost sight or I don't, you know, and it's in a different space. Um, and, and it has a different effect, has a different impact because God's word is our sword to remind us to fend back the darkness. Um, and that's how it's supposed to be used, but not as a weapon against somebody, um, which is often how it's used. And give you a chance to say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I wanted to emphasize the word that you you used as process. Um, it is a process going through. You don't automatically go from worry to peace if somebody says, "Don't worry." Doesn't doesn't happen like that. Um, there is a process and prayer has a lot to do with it. I wanted to point out that it says uh, to uh, go with Thanksgiving. Again, that's not always easy either, mm. depending on the situation you're in. Um, but if we are to use this verse, let's be careful not to use just the first part and stop. You know, don't worry. That's... That, right. No. Um, that has never helped anybody. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, we we do need to go with prayer. We do need to go with Thanksgiving. Sometimes well, we wanna... need for somebody else to 
help us with it because we can't go there on our own. Well, and the only time I assign gratitude as quote unquote homework with my clients is I say, if we lose sight of God's fingerprints, then we can't get consumed with darkness and gratitude can help us at times when life feels like there is so much darkness. I'm like, well, you can thank him for the strawberries you're eating, you know, like that can be helpful to sometimes offset different seasons because we can quickly feel like God has left us. And so when we have the heart of gratitude and we come in a space of Thanksgiving and we notice like, okay, here he is, here he is, here he is. Okay. It gives us more peace to be like, here he is. Like he's still in this because I see him here and I see him here and I've seen him in the past and I've seen him. And then we're able to find that peace. Um, but when we can't find gratitude and that's where I start, okay, well, if we can't even find that, let's start there. You know, why, where did it go? And, and that's where a lot of, and I go back to connection conversations and process of like with people that sometimes, and then also realizing a person sometimes isn't going to be where we are in their same level of faith because of their life, True. where they're at, the things that we experience. That happens a lot. Yes. And so to come out with that expectation, instead of seeking to know somebody, to understand their heart, to understand their process, to understand who they are, then they're going to be more willing to receive or as we share our process or things like that to help grow their faith as they're growing. But gratitude is helpful. I always look, I always say I, I look for, um, Siri is like thoroughly involved today. Um, <laughs> as I look for God's fingerprints, I know for me, like I said, it's helpful to not get consumed when I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you. You've done these things in the past, reminding myself of who he is and yes. what he's done and things like that. And so it's like, okay, it helps me not to move into that space of being consumed by worry when it feels like God has left me and he's nowhere to be found. Yes. And I've never seen him before, you know, and how we can quickly get there. But when we look at these things and we see like, okay, and hearing stories of what God has done in other people's lives and things like that, that is what helps us grow in Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving super important for our core, our body, um, because it moves us more into a space of joy um, and peace and things like that. And so, and realizing the thing I've been emphasizing all along is all of these things have a physiological effect on us. When we're consumed with worry, we don't find gratitude anymore. Um, the way it increases our stress hormones, the way it increases our cortisol, like all of these things that begin to have destruction on our body. And so that's why do not worry, I think is mentioned so many times in scripture, because God's like, ah, you know, you're going to make it, now you're going to make yourself sick too. You know, he's like, right. this is going to start having a huge physical effect. You know, he's like, whoa, 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 you know, like, hold on, hold on. Like a good parent. He's like, whoa, you're going to hurt yourself like even more. And that's why they're, I believe, you know, the more I've learned about the impact of all these things on the body, that's why I think God says these things. He's like, whoa, hold on. Let's look at Thanksgiving. Let's look at gratitude. You know, it's like you do with your kids. You're like, calm down, breathe, you know? And it's that same thing. He's like, look at all these things. Hold on, hold on. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, um, and it begins to change and shift, you know, and it slows down that snowball that's starting inside. And so it's important for us to, um, to look at all of these things and, um, to realize that. And, and I'm just going to finish with, um, cause we're kind of at our time. It says his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so, we don't realize. So when we talk about peace and mind and we talk about worry and mind, 
Um, and back to what I was talking about, the effects that it has on us physiologically. Um, it changes things now. We see this of like, oh, guarding my mind. Like Now I understand why it does that. It's like, yes, because God created for us to live in peace internally to be in this space of peace. And we were not created to live under the level of stress that we often find ourselves on um, in life and the things that we're experiencing um, because it does start to break things down and being in consistent long seasons of stress. And that's why when I'm working with people, we work towards changing things that we can change in, in our lives and things like that because when we stay in this heightened place of stress all the time, um, our minds are no longer guard guarded. They're in a space that's not good. It's not safe anymore. It's not good for us. We're not experiencing those things. And so they have a huge impact. So it's like, so in saying all that, we should take these verses very seriously. But at the same time, more is like, I think an owner's manual type thing of like, oh, so I meant to, my mind should be in a space of peace. Yes. So if you're one that struggles with worry and anxiety, I encourage you, Go figure out, go learn coping mechanisms, go and and find stuff out because it is creating destruction. It does destroy the body over time. It's not good for us to stay in this place of peace. And next time we're going to kind of go deeper into, um, as we go in the verses, you know, later on, fix your thoughts on what's true and all of those things and talk about, okay, what does that mean? You know, um, and go deeper into all of this. And so, but we're going to finish here for today because we've taken up enough time. Um, I just want to, I just want to take a moment. I just feel like just praying over those that struggle with, um, finding peace and connecting with the Lord and find themselves in a space of worry. So I just want to pray for you right now, Lord, we just lift up those who, um, who've journeyed through life. Um, they're the ones that are heavy on my heart, journey through life who haven't experienced much peace. And so hearing these things, it's so hard. It's so difficult to even begin to understand what it can be like to have a life of peace that you designed for us and that you created for us. And Lord, I just pray for those that you begin to put people in their lives to come alongside of support, that you would begin to reveal um, the things in their lives that need to be removed that are creating great amounts of stress so that they can move into a place um, that's life-giving for them in relationships, in their circumstances, um, in their thought life, that there would begin to be a transition, a release um, from, let's just say, negative words that are spoken over them, that life would begin to be spoken over them, that you would show them spaces to begin to receive that and to take in that. And Lord, we just thank you that you are a good father, that you are so faithful towards your children and that you love us so intentionally um, and that you're so present in our lives. And we thank you um, that you are near, Lord. And I just pray for those that they would begin to experience that, that nearness of you, that even hearing today, um, just this message, that it would begin to break down some walls of lies that they've been taught, um, that they would begin to have that connection with you that you designed for us to be. And we just thank you so much. In your son's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm super excited. Every week I'm excited. I'm enjoying um, going through this process. It's great. Great even reminders for me. So thank you for joining us this week. Remember, connection makes us stronger. Um, feel free to check out joannasnow.com. You can also have an opportunity to give on there. And soon we'll have our courses back posted. So that way um, you can also um, purchase those to be able to learn even more. So we hope you all have a blessed week. 
we'll see you next time.